There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles. What up? What up? We have a very special guest today, Ms. Michelle Ruckney. And Michelle is a lot of things. but (laughs) (laughs) um, Michelle is a permanent makeup artist. She is a brow mapping artist as well as coach. She's a business coach, entrepreneur, and owner of a amazing salon, the Boutique Dang. Bar. Community Compound. Oh, it's Close Compound. Enough. Yeah. Okay, Compound. Sorry. I was like, as it was That's coming okay. out, I was like, oh, crap. You don't have any notes. That was from memory. Yeah, I can't take great. it back. But since I've known you, which I met Michelle at the park. See, ladies, you got to go to the park. You meet amazing people. I met Michelle at the park. I think I had just had a miscarriage and she was the victim there who I <laughs> got to dump on and then we instantly became friends. That's right. That's a great story. So I just went and visited Michelle. Did I miss anything about your bio? No. No, you, you got it all. I mean, there's a lot of things, but it would take forever. Okay. okay. Those are the main things. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know what? When you have a desire to learn and constantly grow – your list and your resume becomes very long at all of your skills because you find joy in learning new things. Continuing education. So I went to the beauty compound in spring on Tuesday, spring Klein area, 
And it was amazing. I have to say the facial that I got was probably the best facial I've ever had. And we have been to, we went to Florida. We, <laughs> we were at I have home. never had a facial, honey. I understand, but you would do a massage yes. while I would get, get the facial. facial. Right. That's correct. So we went to a spa in Florida and it was, I don't even remember the name, but it was the number three in the United States spa. And this was beyond better than that. Boom. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. And so I went to Taylor. So Taylor works at your compound. Is she her own business there? No, she actually, yeah, she works for me. um, Okay. But we're a team. I mean, that's how I look at it. So she comes in, she's pregnant. So (laughs) she's kind of taking some time off. So not super flexible with her time right now. But I think as time progresses, she's going to get more openings and things like that. But yeah, she works for me, I guess you could say. Well, I have to tell you what a benefit you provide for women on a different level other than just like, you know, sure, my face feels amazing. I went to Michelle and I did microblading. I think I did a combination. Did I do a combination? And basically that's where you tattoo on your eyebrows. So it's not the old 90s day where they just tattoo the makeup on. What kind of- precision. It is precision, but there's this... It's more natural now, for sure. Not like the old school grandma's tattoo or permanent makeup. So many things have advanced as far as technique and the technology that we use. So it's just the hair strokes. We wanted to give you a natural look. And so that's what you got. You got some nice brows. Well, then I went and got lip blushing done. Right. So as women, we lose pigment in our skin and we wake up in the morning and you don't. I don't want to always just have to put on makeup. But I want to wake up in the morning and still have some of my youth and feel like I did when my lips were, you know, more natural red and I had actual color in my brows. But I also mine are very blonde. But for other people, they thin. So now you're an adult and you're 40 years old and you've lost part of your brows. You don't have as much color in your cheeks. And then you're mouth and your lips are not as plump and, and it's like you it starts all downhill. Like it's all downhill. So it's over. So I love what you provide because you actually have a healthy way. It's cosmetic makeup, but it's a different grade than the regular tattoos, right? Right. So tattoo artists that are out there are using different kinds of pigments. So it's just a difference in the pigment. This one's not meant to last forever like a tattoo is meant to. It's supposed to fade really naturally and not just kind of have to constantly be touched up like years and years and years like tattoos sometimes do. Like they fade in it, but not all the way. So you have to like keep maintaining it forever. I like that about cosmetic or permanent makeup is what we call it because it fades naturally. And if you decide, okay, I don't really want this anymore, over time it'll be gone. You know, for the most part. Yeah, it does. It does fade a little bit, but not, you're like you're saying, not enough to where you're like, oh, I have to go do it again when it's all gone. But I love just being able to, you know, on a Saturday morning, if I, or during the week, I just want to put mascara on and some chapstick. I can do that. Yeah. And then I still have all my color and it's great. Okay. I want to know, Trey, I know you're so interested in this. <laughs> well, now I know what happened because when I got home, you looked different. <laughs> well, that's because and, oh, I had to tell him. <laughs> did not. Well, and I also I had. kind of checking you out. I was like, man, something's going on over here. <laughs> okay. So I noticed that on the menu, you had men's facials too. We have some services for men. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So why would a man want to go and get a facial? 
a lot of times the wife nudges the husband and she's like, hey, you need to get a facial. But some men do, you know, maintain themselves in the same ways that women would. So for your skin's health, it's good to get facials because you're removing all that excess, you know, buildup that's on the skin. It's good for anti-aging. It's good for just peace and relaxation too. We kind of get out of the house and relax. And then for men who have beards, we do like a beard wash. So you get a nice thorough cleanse, some oils in I there. I wish I had a beard. That'd be fun. <laughs> I would totally do that. Sen- it's, like like a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a sensory thing too. So you get a nice experience depending on where you go. Oh, but. The way she massaged my face, it was crazy. It was like like the reflexology or the mapping of the face. There's different parts of your face that when you massage it, it reacts to different portions in the body, right? Right. And I think she did some lymphatic drainage on you too. So you probably felt some of that also. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, she was like, she was rubbing my face. It was like facial yoga. I was like, oh. (laughs) kind of want to leave. It was so awesome. Well, men, when they get facials, are they going to do like a, a mask as well? Yeah, we do customize it for their every person that walks through the door gets a customized facial. So even if it's something that you choose off of the menu, we're still customizing what products we're pulling for that facial. So for a man's facial or a gentleman's facial is what we call it, we're going to select stuff or products that are for whatever their skin issues are. So if I'm red or I'm dry or I'm oily or I'm, you know, whatever their conditions are, then we target those with the products. So I'd try it. Shoot, I like manis and petties. I'm not afraid of yeah, it. Yeah. My- like my calves being rubbed and my toes being pampered. I don't think they're going to go all move up that to way, Trey. <laughs> you never well, know. I loved it. And what is, okay, what is the deal with why someone needs to exfoliate? Oh my goodness. So there's so many different reasons why you want to exfoliate because, you know, you have your skin is. And of course, I'm going to forget the words because I'm like nervous, but (laughs) your skin needs to be exfoliated because there is buildup that happens just from the environment, from your skin products, from your makeup. Most people don't exfoliate the way they're supposed to just naturally. Maybe they do a single cleanse and then they call it a day. Some people have like a full on routine where they're still cleansing, like maybe they have two or three steps in the morning, two or three steps at night. But you should always do, I like to think of facials as like your oil change. So like, yes, your car is working fine, but like get that oil change to kind of reset everything. And then you can just maintain it with, you know, the good gas and all that stuff. So I definitely think there's some importance in exfoliating, but the other things also kind of apply as well. And it's probably, I mean, I'm just thinking from a man's perspective, women, I mean, we know we're like, yes, smooth skin. That's it. That's all you need to tell me. (laughs) But for a guy, they need to know that it'll actually feel better, right? Their face will move better. They don't have to worry about itchy, like beard. Well, I'm turning 46 this next month. Actually, we're in September, aren't we? Yeah. I'm turning 46 this month, and so I'm getting the wrinkles under the eyes. Oh, yeah, you Everything's are. just kind of starting to Real droop bad. a little bit. <laughs> I've you noticed know, that. You know how the droopy gray hair. You're, you're sparkly in the beard. You Ooh, like the gray hair. Do don't, you don't do lie. beard tattooing? <laughs> I am not so I doing do not that. recommend no. beard tattoo. We do scalp micropigmentation, which is for people who are losing density in their hair. Hold on, say that again. Try scalp. you could do that. I had, I'm not losing density in my hair. <laughs> well, Actually, yeah, I kind of am, but we don't even get, we're talking about right. the, 
the, the, the product okay. that she offers. Yeah. Um, tell me about the hair. Yeah. So scalp. For a friend. He wants to know for, for a friend. friend. Asking for a friend. So the scalp micropigmentation is where we basically implant pigment into the scalp in little, the easiest way to describe it, dots okay. to mimic the follicle. So for men or women, actually, I've done a lot of women, those people who are losing density or let's just say you have male pattern baldness and you're like, okay, I have some of my hair here and I have nothing here. We just shave everything. You have to be committed for that type of person that's got, you know, severe male pattern baldness. You need to be committed to shaving your head because you want it to mimic the follicle. But I'll tell you, it adds like 15 years to that's how you crazy. look. So yeah. there's some pretty so, transformative. I didn't know y'all did that type of procedure because isn't that, I don't want to say invasive, but isn't that a, I mean, don't you have to numb things and do it? So, no, for the brows, we do numb. For the eyeliner, we numb. For the lips, we numb. For paramedical or scalp, for example, we don't necessarily numb. Okay. Um, because it's so quick, it's like you don't even have a second to even feel it before we've moved on to the next one. And most people have like, you know how they say like thick skulls, right? So, most people have thicker crowns or they have... So you're just going into the... Get, you're just, get, just you're going... You're the seed in the skin. Right. Just a tiny little micro dot and it's not painful. Most people like... People can tolerate it and it's done over a series of sessions. So, for example, I had a woman who had a thyroid disorder that caused her to really have super thin hair and she was keeping it very short, like maybe an inch long or something. But she sat at a doctor's office where the lights were right above her and so you could literally see through her hair and she felt it was just very, you know, it affected her. Absolutely. Um, and confidence. so her self-esteem and her confidence. And so she she was the reason why I went and got a third certification because I don't like to do anything on people until I feel like I've aced it, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I went and got a third certification for scalp micropigmentation for her. And because she was just begging me, please, Michelle, just do it. I don't care if, you don't, if you're not pig. confident, I'll do, <laughs> I'll do it. But I went and did it. Got the certification and did her hairline. You can see it on my Instagram page. The transformation of like not only her hairline but her confidence like in the way she was just looking at the camera yeah. and the way that she was smiling and her – it just – it makes it so rewarding. But for those specific cases, I had to do like most of her her head. And so pricing is based on how much you have to do and then how many sessions you need. Most people need about two to three sessions. And then, you know, your your maintenance three to five years or so. Are you still tattooing? Are you able to still do tattooing for nipples for breast cancer patients? Yes, absolutely. So we do the 3D areolas for people who have, well, not only people who have cancer, but like if you've lost your breast due to like mastectomies or if you have a lot of women have, oh and my it gosh. it looks so real too, by the way. Yeah, it really can look so real. Some women that have breast lifts or breast reductions and then they have scarring around their areolas. We can actually match that pigment to give like repigment the areola to make it look to blend in with the skin. So you're almost tattooing the scar to the the pigment of the skin, so it almost disappears. Right, you're tattooing it into that. I'm making a picture of it into that up. scar. Yeah, to make it. And what blend. if you have like for Trey? He has a third nipple. So can you tattoo that out? Yeah. We can. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> They're just gonna use... a fourth, so I'd even it out. Yeah, so I could do a fourth right, right underneath it, right there on the other <laughs> side. Okay, so Michelle, you are in the business of helping mainly women, but men too, feel confident in themselves. Why did you get into this? You know, I got into it. 
obviously I love helping people. I was a single mom when I first stumbled across microblading, which was the first thing that I encountered, right? So I was a single mom. I had just dropped out of nursing school because I wanted to be with my son. I was just like not seeing him for the entire day from like 6 a.m. first kid dropped off at daycare and then last kid picked up and then literally just going home and trying to get him to bed so I could study. And it was just... He was learning all of these things and I was missing it. And so I just, I thought I was sacrificing for him, but he was actually sacrificing for me. So I thought maybe real estate. So I got my real estate license and I thought that's going to be flexible and I'm going to have so much time and I'll be able to be with my son. And that didn't play out that way. Even though I was making decent money, it's a hustle and it's like a grind and you have to be on the whim of a buyer or a seller. And so I stumbled into microblading because my mom had lost her brows due to thyroid cancer. And I was like, what is a good solution for her? And I researched and Dominique Soxa had just done a video on YouTube about microblading. So when I typed that in, I'm like, what is this? Like, are they implanting hairs? Like, what (laughs) is this technology that we have? And I started researching like who does it in the woodlands because that's where I was living at the time. And so I found one person who was doing it and her prices were like, so crazy that I thought, okay, mom, sorry, you're just going to have to like deal with it. We'll pencil them in. But then I thought about it. Well, if she's doing well, then maybe I could, I can offer this service, help my mom, give her touch-ups forever and like also help other people and make a nice little income so I can support my son and my mom who was living with me at the time. And so it was kind of a mixture of things. I would love to say it was just to help people, but yeah, part of it was also survival, right? And so I saved my last closing check. I had just sold a property and like I said, okay, if, and at that time I wasn't a Christian yet, but I was like, if God wants me to, then I'll have money to take this class because it was a microblading instructor coming into town. So it happened to be that like it closed like a couple of days before her class. So I sent the deposit and then I was in the class and I took the class and then I was just like, okay, now I have to make my money back because that was my last check. So (laughs) now it's real. So I did the math. I'm like, I have to do 16 people at this price to make my investment back and then to make some money. And then the rest is pretty much history. I just focused on it and it became my full-time gig. And then it was like, So many great things happen as a result of that, including me becoming a Christian because of microblading. So it was meant to be my path. That's amazing. Tell me the story of how you were saved because, and by the way, just for our listeners, we are a health and wellness podcast. We talk about family. We talk about faith. We talk about fitness and health and nutrition, but our overall well-being is more than just our physical well-being. It's our mental and emotional well-being. It's our spiritual well-being. And when we have all these parts that are complete and they'll never be fully complete, but, you know, we can work towards it. But our spiritual completeness or wellness is so important. And what happened to you while you were doing microblading? So I was an atheist, actually. You were on the other side of the fence. I was the one debating all the Christians and all the other people going, no, your God's so fake and all that stuff, right? And then I call her my fairy brow godmother because (laughs) she was a a lovely lady. Her name is Jerry. She lives in the woodlands, Creekside, and 
she saw my post. I was just like begging people to do their brows because remember I had this number that I needed to meet, right? And so she's like, well, come on and I have some girlfriends over and they can watch. And I'm like, okay. I was nervous because I was new, but she trusted me. And touching somebody's face. Yeah. And there's (laughs) spectators and it's like, you know, and these are- No sudden movements. Yeah. It's like the woodlands too, you know? So you're just like, okay, this could make or break me right now. So she had some lovely ladies there just sitting on her bed watching. I was mobile at the time, which I wasn't supposed to be, but I didn't know that. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) Um, knows. Yeah. And so I got there. She was so pleasant, so sweet, retired, and just like these were her golfing buddies. And so she let me do her brows, was so happy. And it took me three hours. Now, just for kind of like reference, it takes me maybe an hour to do microblading, like total from start to finish. You shaved off some time. And 30 minutes of that is like numbing. So it doesn't take me very long anymore. But back then, because I was nervous, because I didn't know what I was doing, I was like thrown into the fire, threw myself into the fire. I just did her brows in three hours. And then her friend who was there actually was from Florida. She was just visiting one of the friends. And she tells me, Michelle, can you do my brows right now? And I had already been there three hours. And I was like, sure, because I'm like, (laughs) I need the money, right? And absolutely, I'm not going to get two in one. Like, that was pretty amazing for, you know, the beginning of this whole thing. So at that time, like I said, I was mobile. I was playing, like, spa music on Pandora, but because I had been there for three hours, I was like done with spa music, right? I was, I thought, oh, I can't listen to three more hours of spa music. I knew I was going to be there for a while. So I let Shannon is her name. I let Shannon decide. I said, hey, Shannon, you play what you want. And she played Christian Pandora. And the atheist in me was so mad. <laughs> I was livid. I was so mad. I'm like, how dare she? How dare she like impose this upon me? And I remember being like hot in my chair, like the little stool that they had given me and thinking like, man, I should have said except for, you know, like country because I wasn't a fan of country and like Christian music or hard rock or whatever. Like my, I should have gave her more specifics, but now what can I do? So I sat there and I was working on her and an hour goes by and I'm like calming down a little bit. Of course, I wasn't ever rude to her or like I didn't treat her in any way. This was all just internal, my body, my mind. And I was still trying to do my very best on her brows because I'm like, she's going to tell people, etc. So by the first hour, I'm like, okay, that's kind of catchy. Like, And I'm a singer and a songwriter. So I'm listening. Yeah, by the way, she has an amazing voice. Well, thank you. So, oh, you forgot to mention all that. I'm sorry. Yeah, she also is a, <laughs> That's why she said the artist. bio may take too long. <laughs> so as a singer and a songwriter, I listen to music in a different way. I think than most people, a lot of times you're just listening to like the beat, but I'm listening to like the chords and the harmonies and then also what the lyrics are saying. Even in the most like intense rap music or whatever, I'm listening. I'm like, what is he talking about? This doesn't make any sense. You know, I'm like trying to understand what the story is behind the the song. And so I was listening to all these uplifting, motivational, positive songs. And I'm like, okay, all right, that's nice. Okay. And so I was like keeping a mental record of the hooks or like parts of the songs that I could remember so I could go download them when I got home. And so by hour two, I was just like, oh, I hope they play that one again. And then like by hour three, I'm like, I'm going to build a whole playlist. Like I just need to go research because I didn't know this world existed. You know, I had no idea that it could be so nice and it could be so peaceful. And like all of that negativity, all of that anger, all of that frustration and like 
honestly, in my opinion, it was like Satan. That just like completely went away. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll go home and I'll like change a little bit of what I'm listening to. Fine. But I'm not going to be a Christian, you know, like just because I like Christian music doesn't make me all of a sudden a Christian. And so I got in the car, I was headed home and no joke, I don't know if you remember this and I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but do you know that song Anaconda? By, you're talking about listening to the words of music i was thinking how in the world did we listen to easy e in high school like <laughs> we were all listening to easy e in high school Dre, Snoop, DMX. oh my gosh terrible turn words okay go ahead so so i was leaving so i had just done a six hour shift right with these two ladies amazing work they loved it And I'm getting in my car. I packed everything in and I got into the car and God, again, turned up the radio volume all the way to like 100 and it's blasting Anaconda, right? And I wasn't listening to that when I got there and I wasn't listening to it at that level because I have respect for like communities and I'm like keeping it low, (laughs) right? So somehow the volume was just like turned up all the way and it was like the most vulgar part of that song and like something in my spirit just sank. Like at that moment, I just felt like, ooh, I felt dirty. I don't know how to describe it, but I just felt like I had just left this peaceful cleansing environment to like this raunchy kind of, I don't know, weird moment. And so- That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I turned down the volume, obviously. I was like so embarrassed because I don't want her to hear that and think like, <laughs> wow, how like respectful. So I turned it down and I just was driving in silence and got home and started looking at these songs and then- I basically just made a deal with God, I guess you could say. I was like, if you're real, because I'm listening to this music now, I'm like, if you're real, you're going to do this for me. And I thought, okay, I'll just put it out there and see what happens. And like the next day, he did it for me. And I was just like, and I don't tell people what it was. That's between me and God, right? But it's just one of those things where it's like undeniable. It was not possible for him to do that for me. So when he did that, I was like, okay, so I'm going to research your religion now. I'm going to like <laughs> buy a Bible. Again, it's not going to make me a Christian. Like I'm not going to just become a Christian. She's like, going to yes. stick my toes in the water yeah, and see how it feels. I was like, I'm going to buy a Bible. Okay. And then I started shifting what my son was watching from like, you know, just general stuff to like Superbook or like things that had Bible references in them or like cartoons that were like Moses on YouTube. Like things that were more, I thought like, kind of like helping me cheat a little bit because I was learning about the Bible through him too in like Heck a very yeah. simplistic way. The Bible for kids yeah. is great. It's so good. These <laughs> episodes the were so good. And so I was learning from him too. And also he was like singing all the Christian songs I was listening to in the car. And I was just like, wow, from like Anaconda at some point, he was probably, <laughs> I actually have videos of him dancing to that song. So yes, I know he listened to that song, but it changed everything. And so there came a moment where I was like, okay, I want to be baptized. I'm a Christian. I believe 100%. Like, this is it. This is real. And then I became the person debating with other atheists. Like, no, like, here's where it was all <laughs> he wrong. Using yeah. It. Yeah. And so I got, you know, a lot of flack for it because people thought I was crazy. Like, how did you just turn anyone who knows my history or saw like the progression of my growth was like, whoa, that's crazy because you used to fight against it. I used to be for all of the things that I, I am now against, you know, like certain things. Well, he was seeking you and he got you. 100%. That's awesome. Well, and the lady on the table, she must have been really strong in her spirit because if you were 
fuming inside, then she you can feel that energy. You can feel that. And if she wasn't strong, she would have been like, you know what? I changed my mind. I need to go because a lot of people will. But if they have y'all ever talked about it before? Yeah. So when she came in for her six to eight week touch up at that point, I had already bought a Bible. I had already like changed my music. I literally changed from listening to nothing but like Drake and all the top, you know, 40s or top, you know, 100 hits or whatever to like a Christian playlist. I mean, I was listening to Christian rap and Christian other things and trying to find my, you know, my vibe of what kind of music I liked. But like, that changes your spirit and it changes if you're listening to like uplifting things motivational things positive things every day your whole outlook changes and then on top of that looking at it in the bible and then like understanding history and things like that so she did come back for her 6 to 8 week touch up so she flew in about every month because i think her fiance was in Houston or in the woodlands so she came back and I was just like asking her all of these questions about the Bible and then no joke God put so many Christian women on my table because it was like every person that came in was like so I started playing Christian music as my setting instead of spa music because now I'm like oh it's perfect I have three hours to listen to all my favorite music you know but also do what she did to me like plant the seed and I got resistance from maybe like two people in total in my entire career of doing thousands of people, thousands of procedures. I would say probably three people were not at that moment telling me they weren't happy, but afterwards were like, hey, you should have asked me what kind of music. I'm like, I know that spirit. I was that spirit. Oh, I know that spirit. Yeah. And so I still don't change that now. Anytime you walk into my store, other than the experience you had probably this week because we had people renting out the studio – it's all, it's Spotify. It's top Christian music on Spotify because I'm like, A, I want to keep the demons out. B, <laughs> I also want to have uplifting music for everyone there. And I do yeah. think that it changes it's, the environment. It's an energetic field that's different. And if you're a person who is sensitive to that, a lot of people don't even recognize that they're sensitive. They don't have the awareness, but some people have the awareness of the sensitivity and they can walk into a place and they may just, you know, walk out and be like, yeah, I didn't like it. But then there's the people that can go, oh, I didn't like it because of this. Or does that make sense? Yeah. I, they they, mm -hmm. they can just sense when they go into a store. Like I walked into, let me you just. You can feel uh, the energy. You can feel the peace in the room. I mean, even the Sunny's gas station up there plays Christian music yes, while you're okay, filling out your gas. Example. So you get out of your car and it's just like, it just overwhelms you. It consumes you because it's, I know the music. So I know the feelings that the songs have made me have. So when you hear them again, it goes. But I think Sunny is. From India, mm -hmm. I think he is. I don't know. He looks a little white. He said tell you hi today. He did. He's so sweet. There is a him and the other guy. They're both from India. And there is a noticeable difference when you walk into that gas station and there's Christian music playing all out the pumps. And then you walk inside the store. It is an energetic field that of positivity where you just you just feel it and you light up. And he is so nice and he just looks at you in your eye. It's just, it's a joy. It's an inner joy and it's amazing. Okay. After you were saved, I noticed that you started becoming a little bit more vocal about your past. And can you talk a little bit about that? Like what is unraveled for you that was healing? Oh my goodness. So many things. I think part of the reason why I was an atheist was because of, I don't know if you have to give a disclaimer, but like child molestation. So that happened when I was eight years old. And I vividly remember 
waking up like the next day after everything had happened and thinking, if God was real, why would he let this happen to me? And like, I think that's how the enemy uses children and those kind of situations to like plant that seed of doubt and also like disrupt their normal upbringing because he knows that it's much harder to fix a broken adult, you know what I mean, than it is to like let them be good and then they just have some issues when they're already adults. But like that right there, breaking a child is like you basically guarantee that you're going to have a broken adult. And so once I kind of – I gave my life to Christ and I would say as that journey was happening, so many things have happened to me as a you know child and adolescent and young lady that it kept reinforcing that you know feeling of like oh god's not real god's not real until i realized god was real and thought like wow i've i've actually survived a lot of pretty incredible things that most people would be in a dumpster somewhere or like in jail or really on some strong drugs you know, there's so many outcomes. I mean, I know of multiple ones where I could have been in really dangerous situations. Like, I don't know how I'm alive. I know how I'm alive because of the grace of God and he protected me. But so I think once I became a Christian, it helped me. I just kept feeling this, like, I would say the voice of God, but not like an, hey, you need to do this. But like, you <laughs> yeah. know, like uh, you feel Listen this. Listen to me this, now. Yeah, you, <laughs> I wish that would happen. <laughs> that would be cool. But it's more like, hey, you need to put out your testimony. Hey, you need to talk about this more. And so I did start opening up and sharing. And I also got closure from some things that had happened to me, like the assault that I had when I was 18, 19. The assault at the party? Yes. So the one that you probably read the... Can you tell us about that? Sure. So this is actually a good lesson for any of you who have daughters who are college age, high school age, what happened to me was basically I was just coming out into my own. You know, I was like the only one in my, in my friend's group that had her own apartment. So all of my friends were coming over. I went to this party where I met this guy who was very well known in our circle of people. And he was like really popular and handsome, very handsome. And all the girls liked him. And here I am like little naive Michelle and wrote him a letter. I was like, hey, I really like you. Like so cheesy. And he totally like sensed that I was vulnerable and dumb, naive young girl. And so he asked me out on a date and I was like, oh my gosh, the cutest guy ever is asking me on a date. And one of my friends at the time was like, hey, you shouldn't go out on a date with him. But he also liked me. So I was like, you're just jealous. <laughs> Little did I know that he had heard some things. He didn't know exactly what had happened, but he had heard some like very negative things about these group of people. Now he was there. He's the one that introduced me to them, but he didn't really hang out with them, if that makes sense. He just mm -hmm. occasionally, he also wanted to be perceived as cool, you know, like we all do. And so when they invited him, he'd be there, but it wasn't like a frequent thing because he wasn't like them. So this is a big group of guys. So we go, I get into his car. He basically tells me we're going to go to this place and he needs like my driver's license because I'm not 21 at the time. So he's going to get me into this place and we're going to meet this other couple. And so we go to this apartment complex, like on Westheimer. And we go inside, everything's fine, everything's no red flags. Like I, I didn't have that like hyper awareness for some reason. I was just so enthralled by him that I didn't pay attention to much of what was happening. But then 
as I started kind of looking around, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of guys here. Like, I don't see the couple. I don't see girls. I'm the only girl. Like, what's happening? But it still didn't, like, occur to me that something dangerous could happen. It was still like, oh, man, like, I hope we can leave soon. And so there's so many details that I'm leaving out here. I'm just kind of giving the Cliff's Notes yeah. version because it's a long story. But basically, he led me to the kitchen where they lined up a bunch of shots, right? And I wasn't a big drinker, but like one shot, I wasn't going to pass out from a shot. So I thought. So they lined up a bunch of shots and he gives me my shot and everyone just like watching me like take my shot. And still didn't occur to me that something could have been in my shot. Not at all. I was like, awesome. We're all like hanging out. Cool. Friends are going to be here soon. Don't worry. And no joke, it took me like maybe three minutes to get to the patio, outside patio, because I needed fresh air. And I was just like standing there and I honestly felt like I was going to pass out. And he just walks up to me. He's like, You're so beautiful. And then he goes to kiss me and then everything just goes black. And then bits and pieces of what I remember is just being in the bedroom where the best way I can describe it is like when a vulture finds a dead animal on the street, you know, it's like tearing it apart. It's like pulling it in like in all different directions and they're all fighting for like a piece of that animal. And so, yeah, I mean, I can't say that I was raped because I don't know exactly what happened still to this day. I can't say, no, for a fact I was raped. I can't because I don't have any proof or any evidence or anything. I literally got dropped off at a dumpster by a Starbucks. A girlfriend of mine picked me up. Of course, they called her and said that I was like a slut and this and that, all these horrible things. And so she believed them. And I'm still reeling from this being like on this whatever drug they had put in my drink, not super coherent, not knowing what's going on. You know, they kind of threw me in the back of the car, dropped me off by the dumpster. And then she pulls up like an hour later and I just get in the car and she's just bashing me. She's like, you're such an embarrassment. Like, I can't believe you would do this. I can't hang out with you anymore. We can't be friends. Don't ever call me. And I'm just like, so she drops me off and I literally lock myself up in my house for, I don't know, three days, four days without talking to anyone. And the first thing I did when I got home was just sit in the hottest bathtub, like the hottest water, because I wanted to cleanse myself. I didn't think about like, oh, go to the police and do this and or the hospital, go get a rape kit, go do those things. None of that crossed my mind. I literally was just like, wow, I guess I am a slut. I guess I am, you know, because she just literally for the time it takes from Westheimer all the way to West Park and like Derry Ashford, like that distance was just her bashing me from the Galleria all the way down. And I was just started to, I believed it, you know, because I didn't know what had happened. And there really wasn't much talk about those kinds of things when I was younger never knew to prepare for that or to be hesitant about taking a drink from someone. None of that ever occurred to me. But I sat in that bathtub, like tried to cleanse myself and then just disconnected from everyone. And finally, my friend who had told me, hey, don't go, they had all been talking. The guys had all been talking about what had happened. They didn't give him details because they knew he was close to me. But it was like circulating what happened. Again, I don't know hundred percent exactly what happened because I only know bits and pieces of when I like opened my eyes and what was happening, you know, but I can't say that it happened a hundred percent, but I was definitely assaulted 
sexually assaulted, but I don't know exactly what happened, which is probably the worst part. Like, I wish I could just say like, yeah, this is exactly what happened and that justice could be served. But unfortunately, by the time I actually felt safe enough, because these people were still within my community, like these guys were all, it was a Persian community because I'm half Persian. These guys were like, one of them was my dad's best friend's son. And I thought when I saw him, I, that's one thing I do remember. I turned over and I saw him and I was like, help me. And he was the one initiating everything. He was the worst one out of all of them. And so that just leads me to say, like, don't trust anyone, not even your friends. Like, no one's going to protect you in a situation like that when there's 20 people doing one thing. Most of the time, you have, like, the bystander effect where they're just going to flow with whatever's happening. And especially if, like, they feel like they could get in trouble, then they're just going to do whatever because they're already going to get in trouble for it, you know, in their minds. So, yeah, that happened. It was traumatizing and it led me almost instantaneously into drugs and alcohol and like self-medicating to deal with all of those things. It sounds like you are a very strong individual to get through all of that and to take that negative energy and create a business, create a path for yourself, take care of your son, find Christ. I mean, that's that's an amazing testimony. Well, thank a you. huge testimony. Thank you. That's a pretty crazy story. Sorry you had to go through <laughs> no, that. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you know we were going to get that deep? Hey, I thought we were talking about eyebrows and stuff today. What's going yeah. on? There's always, there's always a deeper story. This is what God does. He brings it out. So, you know, you can share that and, you know, the listeners, daughters and just women in general. Men aren't always that way, but there's that predator mentality that you just have to be consistently aware that it could happen and make sure that you're not putting yourself in those situations to do that. Well, and it's not just about educating girls about the situations that they can get into, but it's also about educating the boys too on what to not be a part There's of. There's 20 and dudes in a room. There's got to be some stand-up guy that says, this is wrong. That, what the hell you know is going what? on? If, if they're you know all I mean? occupied, then you leave the room and go call 911. You know? I mean, there's so many different ways that we could teach our boys and our girls on what to do in this sort of scenario and what to watch out for even too. Like if the boy is with a group of his guy friends and a girl comes along and you got to be observant and say, oh, that girl only had one drink and now she's like completely passed out. Somebody might have drugged her. And what would you do in that situation? It's that wingman mentality. That wingman's not there to find you a date. That wingman's there to protect you for that night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And teaching our boys to be protectors and not to participate in those things and not to do those things. But and then also teaching the girls not to put themselves into a situation where something like that could happen. But also that if you did have something happen, because this is a story of so many women and the pain from that, I can't imagine it's stuck in your body. It's not going to come out until you purposely release it. You have to consciously release the pain, release it to Jesus's feet and to be healed. And it's a miraculous healing. And then you use your story for the greater good of God's people. And then it's passed along. And here we are today. And then you had your healing, which brought you into your business. Because if you had had all that pain, there's no way you would have had this business. If you would not have been able to let go of all those things, because it would have 
if you would have still been self-medicating. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And now you're in a business where you're empowering people with their confidence and making them feel good and providing careers because you're business coaching. And also you're coaching other artists as well, right? Right. So any beauty entrepreneur, so other women who either maybe they're estheticians or they're permanent makeup artists, maybe they're trainers mm-hmm. all across the world. Actually, we have students in Australia, in the UK and the United States and Canada that need help and guidance with that. And I will say like an underlying factor, I feel like that's quite often missed is like mental health. And also I can't tell you how many times I post like little tidbits of my story on Instagram or like share something. Like I actually did a live with a colleague of mine about being molested at eight years old. And I got so many messages privately from certain students and also outside of the coaching program that were like, this happened to me. I can't believe that you're talking about it out loud. Like I I hope that one day I can have the strength to talk about it. And I'm just like, you will, you have to work through it and I'm going to pray for you Yeah, because you need to heal from that. Otherwise, it's always going to just be an obstacle in your way for your goals. And like, you're always going to have this self-doubt. You're always going to have that insecurity. You're always going to have all, I mean, not to say that I'm perfect and I don't have that anymore. Sometimes I do, but it's not at that extent where it's like quit and give up and just forget it. It's like, oh, that's going to be hard. Like, all right. So I just need to tweak some things and I'll get over that hump. And our bodies have a natural way of talking back to us and then instantly feeling the emotion from the words that we just spoke to us. So we may say, oh, I have this goal. And then we speak it out loud. And then on the other side, there's instantly a voice in our head that's like, are you stupid? You can't do that. Or what will everybody think? You're never going to complete that. And then when you hear that voice in your head, there's an emotion that's produced. And that emotion makes that voice that you just heard real. And usually that emotion will cause some sort of physical place. So it comes physically in our bodies. And then then it comes physically in the bodies and then it can manifest into something else. So this is crazy like... It's a cycle. Roller coaster of a cycle. Yeah. You got to catch it and stop it. Yeah. Who'd have thunk microblading would have brought you to the Lord? I know. I know. It's crazy. And, so and music. It was really music. Music via microblading. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I have to play my music. And if someone doesn't like it, like, I'm sorry, but that's why I'm an owner of a business because it's my choice. Like, if you don't like it, then there's probably a reason, right, that you don't like it. It's not because it's like horrible music because if I was playing, you know, Whatever's on top radio right now, it's like laden with curse words and, you know, the messaging is so off, but that's okay with you. But this right here that's uplifting and motivational is not, then you have to check your own spirit. And so I'm like, ah, well, if I lose that customer, then I lose that customer. But the people who do need to hear it, sometimes I get clients that'll tell me, Michelle, I'm so glad I came in to see you. Maybe it's been a year or like a year and a half for like an annual touch up. You made me want to pick up my Bible again. Not me. That's God. It's not me making you want to pick up your Bible, but they associate that with the the music that's being played. It's like, oh, that made me want to pick up my Bible or that made me want to do a, what is it called? A Bible study or like certain things like that where I'm just like, okay, I'll keep playing it. Like it gives me that reaffirmation. I love it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in here and just sitting with us and sharing your heart and sharing your story and telling us what you do. And so where can people find you? So you can find me on Instagram. That's like the main form of communication. That's the easiest way to find me. So it's at Michelle Ruckney, R-U-K-N-Y. 
And then I also have a website, The Beauty Compound, and it's beauty with an E, so B-E-A-U-T-E compound.com. I do want to say one little thing, two little things actually. So one, in the beginning you asked me about Taylor and I literally made no sense at all. I want you to know that when you watch this back, it's going to make no sense, okay? (laughs) I want to say Taylor's amazing, okay? She isn't my esthetician. She's available. I don't know what I was talking (laughs) about. She's available. Yes, she's pregnant, but her schedule's open. So if you want to book with her, you can. I don't know what the heck I was saying. I was just very nervous. I apologize for that. So we know Taylor's amazing. And she's got magical fingers, as Amy says. But yeah. And then secondly, I'd love to thank you for just having me on here and letting me, you know, speak to your audience. And I just love you. I love you too. Thank you for coming. (laughs) It was very, very inspirational. I never know what we're going to do. And when she said microblading and beauty, it's like, okay, this is going to take a little while. And then you got off onto your story and it was, I had chills going through my arms. Uh-huh. I don't know. It was beautiful and it's amazing. So congratulations uh-huh. you. on your success. Thank you so much. Thank you for being who you are. Aw, you too. All right, everyone. <laughs> y'all have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.